Hello, my friends, and welcome to Wandering Monster America's Test Table. We don't play test games, no. We stress test them. My name is John Axolotl Baltusberger. I am Charles R. Bernard. I'm yeah, Bridget Brave. Oh, sorry. No, uh, I just wow. Jeez, we, we are apparently... We are Bridget Ian. Yes. So... You may Wait. be wondering, dear friends, why Wait, we have another we have another yeah. host. Oh, I mean, I'm Mr. Paschke. I was so discombobulated by everyone talking at once that I assumed we were done. Um, you may be wondering why I'm dressed as an axolotl today. I was wondering that. No, that, that, that made it, sense. It's an. <laughs> Both of those are valid points. It's an excellent question, but also, if you know me, it kind of tracks. Um, excellent question. We are at the approximately uh, two-year anniversary of my book, Abhorrent Siren, in which a monstrous kaiju-sized axolotl hopped up on heroin, destroys San Antonio, Texas. Um, some other stuff happens, but that's kind of the gist of it. I was going to say, the one thing your axolotl suit needs is, like, a flamethrower built into the mouth. So I can just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah just start you... vaping. <laughs> oh, boy. That's exactly what my life needs is vaping. Um, <laughs> more chemicals. More chemicals. If you've seen my logo, it's a pink axolotl breathing radioactive destruction down on a city. Um, so it just kind of works. This weekend, I got the amazing opportunity to meet Matt Frank, uh, who walked up to me, looked at my shirt, and was like, oh, okay, that's not one of the ones they stole from me. It's like, what <laughs> do you mean? Do you draw Godzilla? And if you don't know, Matt Frank is the official fucking illustrator for Godzilla's comic books. Uh, so I peed myself a little and um, sold Matt Frank a copy of Abhorrent Siren, and I don't think he'll ever talk to me again. <laughs> so, um, the game we're playing tonight was chosen for a few specific reasons. First of all, it's OSC. We enjoy doing OSC style games. Um, Old school essentials for the yes, sir. And uh, and I believe this creator reached out to us specifically directly. I, it was actually, it was me. So Alex Bates is the, the creator of this from Forge of mm -hmm. Ice. And when I saw the cover, which was lovingly made by Alexander Caustic, I, and, and it, to me, it looked so much like an axolotl at first. And I was like, John is going to need to play this. So <laughs> I, I reached out just, hey, uh, Alex, let's life play this. Because if we do this, I can guarantee you, I can get a man in a onesie, an axolotl onesie, and play your game. <laughs> And, I mean, that's um, a selling point. It is, it is. Absolutely. You know, the one problem I have with this axolotl costume is there's no fanny um thing. So if I need that's to go, oversight. I just have to I just have to go on myself. Um like if you need to go or engage in coitus, there should be flaps. I mean there, there needs I need flaps all over the place. I'm just saying um, wake up flap. Depends yeah. are a godsend. <laughs> John, and you know, maybe that's how some of us make it through the stream. Maybe you yeah. just commit to, to things. I mean, and I'm not going to point figures. I'm not saying who. Off scene, just so I can just, <laughs> just so I can just shit in it. Yeah. Fuck off. I've just got um, a leather chair, so I don't have to care. Like it's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the internet. No one can smell. 
So um, I showered for nothing. So I say all of this to say that um, we're going to play a game that involves axolotl-esque monsters. Uh, and you should go buy my book, Abhorrent Siren, um, because I don't know. I need I need more axolotl onesies in different colors. I think that's a perfectly valid reason. Fuck off. John said if once his royalties hit a certain threshold, he's going to buy us all axolotl onesies. That's true. Once I am um, insanely wealthy and quite mad with power, uh, not only will I buy everyone axolotl costumes, I will in- use my immense wealth to influence Congress to make axolotl onesies um, the official uniform, and indeed, um, uh, strictly, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, where they legally force you to wear something. Um, anyway, you all have to wear onesies with me. It's going to be, um, very genderless, but very sexy. Instead, like, uh, as a special request, can you just shrink me down to the size of an axolotl? I imagine by that point, your power and wealth and magic will have increased to the point where that's possible. Yes, but you will have to live inside a butthole. Can my axolotl... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. That's the axolotl, right? I want the the mad scientist axolotl where they they alter its its genes so it actually grows into an adult versus all (laughs) axolotls that just stay as, like, eternal children that get bigger. Have you Weird. seen that? I wonder, like, what, what? So, do we even know what the adult stage looks like? Is they it turn like a gray. Pokemon where? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. They're, that's they're it? less cute. <laughs> I disagree oh. that they're less cute. So, okay, let me take a step back. One more thing. The reason I'm obsessed with axolotls, the reason I wrote this book, is I grew up in Austin, Texas. Underneath Austin, Texas, there's a body of water called Edwards Aquifer. It is the only habitat of the Edwards Aquifer blind salamander uh which is a albino cave salamander that is blind and super cute and i love them and i was taught to venerate them and they are the coming gods Hmm. okay ian take it from there well with that heck of an introduction so it really was it it, it, our finest work Uh, so again this is the fire pearls of iagon written by alex bates and a a plethora of fantastic artists are uh, making the bits of art that you see floating in the background including aaron howell jesse switters and alexander caustic so Uh, This is a system agnostic module that you can plop into your favorite type of modality. In fact, even in the introduction, there is a very kind of warm greeting about how you can really put this into your favorite rule set or setting. It's inherently written in the Lost World setting. You know, think about like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle uh, and like and um, some of the kind of classics. And you could put it in, and so you can take that and you can put it in sword and sorcery, you can put it in high fantasy, you can put it in low fantasy, even sci fi. Um, but all of this kind of takes place in the setting of um, Azor, in the great city of Azor. And um, there's a lot that you could do with this module because besides the adventure itself, there's some fantastic world building that if you weren't already wanting to build out a new setting for your players, this would encourage you to do so because there's so much rich flavor and lore and areas for you to explore. 
so with that, oh, and to kind of also as a frame of reference, so since this is Lost World, this is going to be about Bronze Age as far as technology and world understanding and beliefs and values. So with that, we're going to hop into the introduction mode, and I think I'm going to need one of you to jump on that grenade of introducing yourself. But I, I just would like don't to nominate Charles. Um, God he usually. It. He usually yes. waits to go laugh. Really? I'm tired okay. of it. I'm tired of him hiding behind all of us. Fine. I would like well, him you know to what? go first. At John's request, um, I'm willing to just this once uh, go first in introducing my character. Very uh, I am. Will never be forgotten. Thank you. Um, it's gonna be I, next week. Even after I'm forgotten, the sacrifice will still be remembered. They'll be like, "Who did that? I don't know." Um, yeah. So I am. Tom Bombadillo or something Dankworth. You can just call me Tom Dankworth. Uh, and much and much like Tom Bombadillo, I just wander the countryside uh, singing my ass off because I am a bard. Um, I love life. Uh, I have perfected a style of music that, um, as this is the Bronze Age, it's not country and Western. It's actually sod and vespers. So um, I, I play that on my um, seven-stringed lute and uh, warble along with it. Uh, my appearance is wrinkled but enthusiastic. Um, and, uh, yeah, my alignment is chaotic. So I'm going to be a real pain in y'all's ass tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have it any other way. No, no. I'm Bombadil. <laughs> Bombadillo. Pink. Uh. Bombadil esque. Yes. <laughs> Love it. I got a bar I'm going to use that. Al allow me to wax Bombadil esque. <laughs> Please do. You got to get yourself a jaunty yellow hat and yeah. short beard. So we have a bard. Who's next? I nominate uh, John. You're not going to go next, John. Waiting for the screamings. Oh, that usually, right. whenever there's a quiet and John is about this to speak, usually it's because screaming. he's charging yeah. his scream lasers. <laughs> it's true. Is John on mute? John is on mute. Ah. All right. Making How many that times GIF. is that this year? Make <laughs> GIF. I, uh, I, I, I will tell you that I adore charging the scream lasers and we'll be using that in my next Madness Heart Press uh, <laughs> staff meeting. Oh, man. Um, right. <clears throat> nope. No, all right, there we go. <clears throat> I am Makoronga. They call us barbarians because we do not live the way that we they do. We live in the wilderness, live by the wilderness, but we are not wild, unkempt. We are studious uh akaranga is a um you know how you know how like you see you go to a gym and you see like those huge burly bodybuilders and then you see like the guy that is doing calisthenics that has like zero percent body fat and like mm -hmm. is all sinew and muscle and it's kind of gross looking Beef jerky um, man, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is that is exactly what I call the gym all the time. Yeah. They're always grunting <laughs> on the treadmill. Yeah, for some reason. I don't yeah. <laughs> Akaronga kind of looks like that. Just like all like all sinew, all muscle, 
zero fat and you would, you would taste stringy is what i'm hearing your liver king uh, no no liver king is burly uh i i skin looks like beef jerky that's what i was just thinking oh no he's not red uh but anyway akarong is a uh a warrior scholar of his tribe and uh their whole their whole mishmash is going into the world to a find like partners because they understand that uh intermarrying <laughs> over and over again is not a great way to maintain your uh intellectual and physical pure uh like uh uh it makes for good community health. Yeah, I mean, good I don't know, health. man. I think some of that wild strain humanity can get pretty entertaining, like in Appalachia and so forth. Yeah, entertaining <laughs> is not the goal of like, <laughs> like survival, though. Uh, and uh, the other thing is, like, when when his people leave the tribe, they are tasked with finding new knowledge that can benefit the tribe and finding a new, like, essentially new blood to uh strengthen the the tribes you know uh makeup and right. he is on it's kind of like the amish like uh free year or whatever they call rum it springa? rum springa rum springa it's kind of like rum springa except uh they don't have to stop fucking when they come back so you're looking Ooh. for your trophy wife i'm i'm looking i am looking for a trophy partner and like a book on physics essentially cool <laughs> oh. <laughs> If, right. if, I mean, that, if that book of physics was written by trophy wife or trophy husband, all the better. I think uh, what I need to do is introduce you to a fantastic institution that can serve exactly the needs you're looking for, both of them. Um, located in scenic Provo, Utah, this majestic institution is known as Brigham Young University, Listen, where many a young that. person yeah, goes I to gain fully, knowledge and a mate. Yeah, I fully expected you to do. I thought you were doing that in character at first. No, as, <laughs> no uh, it's better to do that. I thought you're much like direct him to like a house of ill repute. <laughs> just gonna mess with him. No, it's better so, if that was in character. I believe that there was a Bronze Age world. Provo, yeah. but I don't. <laughs> So I will say that my uh, my alignment is also chaotic, uh, but probably directly opposed in chaoticness to. <laughs> you probably work. the way you're building him. This he's probably more neutral as far as OSE goes. Chaotic. Hi, 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 bad, bad. I love you. Hmm. Oh. Anytime I hear about chaotic alignment, I just have to bring her up for a squeeze real quick. Makes sense. Guys, this onesie is so hot. Please talk. Someone oh, introduce themselves. <laughs> All right. So I'll introduce myself. You might have heard of me. I'm Fausta, Faustus Melmax Crumwaller. That is a mouthful of a name, so you can just call me Fausty. All my friends do. <laughs> you might have heard of me. I, I was the famous survivor of the cave-in in Tall Hills. Um, mm -hmm. I, I lived underground for a full week and emerged... The man you see before you today. I immediately dropped my pickaxe and decided that the sword was my new way of life. So I've been traveling the lands, helping the downtrodden, um, growing out this wonderful mane of long blonde hair that I have with my sword and my trusty gorgeous shield by my side. 
Uh, yeah, and uh, my guy totally knows a couple really, really dank ballads about you. Rad. Okay, I would yeah. like to hear those later. Is sure. your is your shield like a buckler? Is it like a, a like Roman style shield? Like what is the shield? So the shield is um it is a solid gold effigy of me um standing with one <laughs> leg on a rock and my my sword at my side and i'm staring off into the mid distance with a look of conquering glory on my face that's yes i love it have i told you guys the story about the time a, a friend of mine showed up for a hot wings eating contest wearing a t-shirt with his own face on the front did he lose <laughs> uh no he did I think <laughs> second place or something yeah that guy had very Round few one, talents <laughs> yeah. that guy had very few talents but eating wings was one of them okay but i do this is a completely unrelated com absolutely completely unrelated i just want to let you all know uh that i was carded yesterday and it made me feel good thank you yeah. wearing the onesie well, no, but I I got a haircut and a beard trim for the first time in five years, and I saw like twenty pounds and twenty years melt off my face. So, confession from a liquor store worker: uh, sometimes I would card people just to make them feel better. I mean, I'm not saying to you, but like sometimes I'd have like this eighty year old and then, then I tell my friends who are feeling like, good about themselves, so they feel bad again. Here's a yeah, fun I story. It was a bad time for me to say that. I was just thinking my, of the times. My grandma, here's a true speaking of, of Utah again. Sorry. My, my grandma was celebrating her like 91st or something. And we went to a restaurant and um, they carded her. And we thought they were like being, you know, like Jeez. doing that. And they were like, no, I'm sorry. We actually need like an ID to serve you. 91, but because Utah is so strict with our liquor laws, like they will card everybody all the time um and my 91 year old grandma was like incensed instead of being flattered at that point it's backfired before i'm like a yeah. liquor store confession it's also backfired <laughs> <All right. laughs> Paskey. yeah spotlight Hi. wow what a story guys yeah i know today we've been, on, we've been in story mode so we will make sure to transfer this into our narrative as we are playing i, I think he was getting into character Oh. It's all right, man. I mean, everything happens for a reason. Zor's <laughs> light shines on all of us, whether you like it or okay. not, you know? That's just how things are. Because, you Boy. know, you got to worship the sun. Every freckle that I have on my body is just Zor's love. And when those freckles grow darker, that's that's Zor's blessing. And when they start to become lumps, that's that's a blessing, too. <laughs> I mean, it's all good. Uh, everything is as it should be. I'm a character neutral. Uh, so, you know, everything's just, it is. Uh, I worship a sun god named Zor, if you couldn't figure that out yet. Question uh, from the audience. No. Um, you mentioned body freckles. Uh, yeah, yeah. How, how much time do you spend nude sunbathing? Uh, well, you know, every chance that you get, man. I mean, that's just sort of what you got to do. Yeah, you, you every time at noon when the sun is at its peak and Zor is watching all, you just gotta strip down and you know, just make sure the taint gets Zor's love. Yep. Did I, I was going to specifically oh, ask yeah. if you're one of the people that does the like 
uh, colon sunning or whatever it's oh, yeah. called. Oh, yeah. Gotta move you gotta it to spread the, the cheeks. Give it yeah. a while. Move it to the right. I gotta imagine a sunburn on the inner part of your beehole is maybe the <laughs> worst hell I can imagine. There was a bump in uh, ER visits Where the, for that. Those shine after. Uh, yeah. 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 Now, with that introduction, <laughs> with, with that mental picture you're welcome internet oh internet um twice a year the hermit Igan brings a handful of fire pearls to the city to trade he has made this journey every year for 40 years without exception just before the summer solstice and just after the winter solstice Famed far and wide for the mysterious properties, these glowing crimson pearls command a great price. The hermit sells the pearls, buys a couple few supplies, and then disappears back into the wilderness for half a year. It's assumed that he has amassed a great fortune, and of course, his knowledge of how to create or obtain the fire pearls is priceless. This year, he didn't come. Merchant princes and noble customers alike are worried that he's finally succumbed to old age or infirmity. Um, perhaps he was waylaid by bandits upon the road, or perhaps someone discovered his secret refuge and stole his secrets for themselves. So the lot of you have been commissioned to find what has happened to the hermit, or if, you know, something has happened to him, how to make these valuable pearls. So your patrons is Salgon. He is a, a minor noble, and when he contacted you, uh, he sent a, a page boy and brought you to his little country manor. He's extremely old and wrinkled, but was still wearing a very elegant toga, and you could tell that he was very much worried about his ailing health, and perhaps these pearls would help keep him alive for longer and maintain the little power that he has left over the city of Azor. So, with a hefty sack of gold thrust into your hands and the promise of more upon your successful return, you have set out to the Wilderlands, where you are to follow the trail that the Hermit led back to the cliffside where his dwelling is. The other information that you've been given about how to find this hermit is that he has some type of secret refuge or something where he hides between these two journeys along the year. You've heard from him that he got drunk at one of his villages that he stopped along the way and let it slip that the secret of the pearls can only be discovered when the lion sheds one tear. So with that kind of vague clue, you have been shunt out into the wilderness to follow this meandering trail through a series of villages and towards a cliffside where this lair hides. Now, before that, are there, all of you have a equipped arsenal are there any last-minute shops or things that you need to do or information you want to gather from the great city of Azor before you are shoved into the wilderness? I Is think there... I know everything I need to know. Yep. Is there a local branch of the Church of Zor? 
Absolutely. In fact, are you from the great city or are you from the distant countryside? I mean, really, can you be from anywhere, man? It's it's all kind of just a, your existence here on this rock. I Yeah, I was born in the city, sure, but I've been in the country, you know? I, I Yeah. So, yes, I think is the only real true answer. And is there anything that you need from your fellow uh, Zor worshippers? Um, hey guys, uh, so we're about to go uh, and and uh, do do a do an adventure. Uh, could you do you have like some kind of sacred light that you could give us, or you know, want to tag along? I'm trying to get us some henchmen. <laughs> Someone is leaning into the OSE and getting henchmen. Uh, nice. So. Go ahead and make me a charisma check. It sounds like you may or may not actually be involved with this local chapter or temple. Let's see what type of influence. How girthy are your tumors? All right. That is an 11. Okay. Uh, so for you, uh, hold up. Let me pull up that. <laughs> yeah, your charisma is not very great. Um, so as you... You, you know, say about what can you show me a sacred light, you know, a henchman, and you just kind of uh, ask this freely. And so, of course, the first thing they do is ask you is to, to show you or for you to expose yourself. And you've tanned and you've got your, got your lumps and your cancerous lesions that are forming. But then they themselves part their robes and they are like tan, just like three or four shades darker than you. Their um, edges of all of their uh, growths are very undefined and, and jagged, which is a definite sign of blessing from Zor. What was the name so, of that guy who was famous for being tan? It's like George, George Hamilton or something. George Hamilton. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like that. You know, they're like that. Akka <laughs> is standing there just like, these people are idiots. Does, does it matter? They're all going to die. I um, I pull out my amulet of Zor, and I'm just like I pull out my on. amulet, brother. With a sufficient donation, we could find you an, an acolyte or two, um, and you can just see. And um, as far as the sacred light, one of them turns a polished mirror, bending a sunbeam that is coming down through the ceiling uh, to help encourage your tanning more. And you can really feel like first degree blistering as uh, <laughs> the sunbeam goes across you and you feel that love of Zor. Uh, so if you want to pool some money and offer it as a donation, you can get yourself a, uh, a henchman. I pull um I pull out five gold pieces. Um the I'll throw five in. I got five on it. Oh, the, the first priest's eyes are already bugging at five. At ten he's oh, like, okay, never Oh okay, wait, are you pulling mind. your gold back? Yeah, no, 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 no. I might as well give it to him. Okay. <laughs> uh so uh you are issued a acolyte who is busily polishing a bronze altar to Zor and literally is pulled by the scroff and shoved into you, uh, your like <laughs> healing chest and he goes, here, this one will do. Uh, this whelp is maybe 13. Uh, he is young and he looks up at you and- uh, Is his name is Ham? It is. It is Ham yes. Fund. <laughs> 
so you have your hireling. Uh, so he grabs his meager belongings, uh, just a, a toga, uh, you know, and a, a spear, and sandals, and a sling, and he is ready to join you on your quest. Are there any other actions that you need to do to prep yourselves before you hit the road? Uh, I, I would nope, like to. I'm. Uh, I've got all the goose grease I need. I would like to ask Ham some questions. All right. Hey, buddy. What's up, Ham? Uh, so, look, I know the the Church of Zor wants us all to learn instruments, but we have an actual bard here. So I don't know if you wanted to like learn from him, because I I know that Zor blessed me with this recorder, and I play the the worst little melody like every note every third note yeah every third note is off it's he snatches it from you and he goes yes i will i'll learn this and like shakes off all the saliva dripping out of its holes um and um hamfun leans up uh to you uh, um, Bomb, or I guess uh, Danksworth, uh, is, which was Tom, and is I, I, I kind of want to hold on to this. Tom Bombadil, Tom Bombadillo at this point, but Tom is fine. Okay, Tom. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and I go. Uh, well, I, I tell you what, young man, we'll start off with something a little slow and easy to learn, and I pick up my seven string right here. And, let me tell you the song about Fausty. She's in countryside. And I'm just going to continue wailing away on that one until, yeah. Um, and he's like, Aka, Aka turns and walks away from the group. It <laughs> <laughs> just starts down the road. All right. I am going to join in on my delicate, effeminate flute, <laughs> which is All exactly right. how it is described. So. Awesome. <laughs> So you have this lilting um, flute element as you are tooting your own horn, so to speak. It is a woodwind. Yes, I'm trying to make it. Not a brown. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's a good distinction. Maybe not the way you play I feel it. Like, I feel like Frank, or actually Julia, in her days are just like, skinless in the bathroom. <laughs> I am in hell. Help me. <laughs> All right, all right, Ham. So this is usually our cue to go is when when he just starts walking. So uh, you're holding up the group, buddy. Let's. When let's the scholar storms off, you know it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> right. I still hate you all. <laughs> so we're so... just trailing. We're trailing behind John's guy, whose name I've already forgotten. Oh, Akar Akaranga. Doctor Beef Turkey Cake Man. All right, Akka. So, Akka is taking the lead, going down this dusty, winding road. So, after about an hour's march from Zor or from Azor, you start to come along the outskirts of the first village upon many of Coma, a simple farming village. You see people are tilling these kind of tiered gardens where various lush plants are being uh, reared. Uh, when you stop to talk to the villagers to ask them about the hermit, they point out the next road that winds up further towards this cliffside. So you have a good um, day and a half march until you get to the final village. 
to kind of make a montage of this, you have a series of adventures along the roads, a lot of it involving your ham fund trying to very annoyingly and loudly <laughs> learn the recorder um, that probably is testing Akka's ability to not throttle someone. <laughs> um, good thing you... he's uh, good at meditating and so forth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He is. You can hear him like muttering like uh, the mathematical formula for calculating where the stars are going to be under his breath to like block out <laughs> the sound. I love it. <laughs> you go through other villages um, such as Thispus, with a half abandoned, mostly collapsed village that looks like there was some type of earthquake that unmoored all of his foundations and people are rebuilding this uh, village block by block, uh, kind of sullenly. You go through a village that refuses to even give you their name and just gives you this odd, slaring, silent treatment as you walk past. I need one of you to roll me D6 to see what encounter you have during your first day's march across the wastelands. Who's our designated uh, hitter for the evening? I got a five. Oh, well, good job. Okay. So as you are marching... <clears throat> all right. Um, you... All right. So I'm assuming that it's entire time, Akka, that you are going to be in point, correct? Or, I guess yeah, that's probably, probably, that's probably not my choice. It's more like when he slows down too much, he can hear me and the, the kid. Yeah. And the whole time, I'm just like, I think this kid's got potential. I think I'm going to add him to my act. <laughs> All right, so make me a, for you, Akka, go ahead and make me a, a wisdom check. Okay, I think that's my highest Damn. score, actually. Yeesh. Damn it. There we go. Sorry about that. Ah, that is a nine. Which, well, remember, so you're going to be rolling your stat or under, so you are perfectly fine. Oh. So as you are trying to block out this annoying, your very annoying compatriots, you are very <laughs> much focused on the road ahead of you and paying attention to these details. And off to the left side of the road behind these very conspicuously growing reeds, you can see slight movement of figures. Um, in fact, you see that there are eight human-shaped figures crouching in the reeds, and they seem to be muttering. Little bits of glint of light off of metal seems to indicate that they are armed or have something uh, metallic in their hands. Okay. Um, um, you know, I don't... I don't feel the need to do anything. Um, or rather, I kind of come up... I'm going to keep walking and kind of come up Decide where they are and then kind of wait for the rest of the group to catch up with me. Uh, you're, you're just going to stand by these reeds containing these people that are trying to hide from you? I am, I, I am and I am attempting to make it seem as though I am unaware of them. I want them to, I want them to make the mistake of attacking us 
at which point I will not be surprised by them and will surprise them with my own surprise. I guess smarter than I am. And I'm a professional writer. You're acting (laughs) oblivious so that they think they've got the drop on you. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a classic move. The old eight versus five. Um, All right. So not too worried about it. Okay. And the rest of you are... I guess you haven't warned your friends yet. Well, there's also, like, they could also just not attack us. And then, like, that's fine for them. But I am I'm basically being here so they don't... I am standing here and not going... I don't want to go past them. And then they, like, spring out and attack my compatriots who are oblivious to them. You know, we've got a bard. You could uh, always ask your bard to maybe sing a song about how you're a badass and no one should fuck with you. I really am not going to ask him to sing or play. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So your rest of your party is advancing towards these reeds and you give them, so you give them some type of signal to let them know. You're just letting them all this unfold. Is it like this? It sounds like we've, uh, we've adventured together for a while. Um, They, so I, I do kind of like the the hand motion for there is a trap ahead uh, as they're walking like up to me. Show us that hand motion. Um, so with the vigorous hand movement, uh, the reeds part, making that same type of motion, and eight of these bandits jump out at you. Um, one of them doesn't even look to be human, but looks more like an ape man wearing uh, ill-fitting leather. Um, the rest of them are armed with spears and cloudy eyes and short swords. All made As of- soon as the reeds part, I spin with the axe, outstretched. All right. Um, so so we'll I, basically, I'm surprised attacking them when they think they have the advantage. That's fine. We can start round robin, starting with you. Uh, so, um, Mr. Uh, Aka, um, so these bandits are mid for saying, drop your weapons and give us the, and then your axe flies out. Uh, so we will do round robin, starting with you. We'll go through the cast. I hope and I have then... time to yell, uh, leave the ape man to me. Hmm. <clears throat> That sounds ominous, knowing your predilections. Um, let's see. Is that a strength, under rolling under strength? Nah, so this is going to be OSE, so you're going to be doing a D20 for your attack. Uh, I've got mm-hmm. your attack modifier next to your weapon. Um, so, uh, okay, is, cool. Got it. That is a 15. Uh, all right. So you slash your axe out. And the person was just in the middle of saying, drop the, you cut him short while you cut into Literally. him. Literally. <laughs> Roll me your damage. That is a six. So not only do you cut into a speech, you basically bisect this poor person. Um, your ex sails cleanly through and just welters of blood just spray the rest of his compatriots. Uh, as I am now facing them and he is laying on the ground dead, we do not wish to donate to your cause. I feel like I've been right. to intimidate uh, or... Yeah, that's... That, that's a, <clears throat> right, I'll make that as a morale. And... Oh. Well, all right. Uh, so, the... That's just... 
they break morale. That is um, that is not how I expected that would go. But that is so the all of the bandits see that you've just instantly sliced their leader in half, and you stoically deliver your pithy line. And all of them, except for the ape man, drop their weapons and run off. He looks at you like locking eyes with you, Tom, before. And then yeah, like, I, goes off in a different direction from the, the rest right. of the bandits. I pursue the ape man, uh, but I, at the same time, I'm yelling as loud as I can in ape man. Uh, one moment, please, friend. Uh, hoping that he'll stop or that I catch up with him. But I do speak ape man. All right. I mean, that would give him pause for consideration. Then go right. ahead and, and at roll that point, me your I would like. Hmm? Oh, okay. Um, if he pauses for a moment, I would like to enchant that charming fellow. Uh, using follow, and uh, I'm going to do that by saying in Ape Man, um, you ever heard of a band from the future in a different realm called the Kinks? They had this really great album called uh, Layla, and it had a song on it I'd like to play for you right now. And I tune it up, and I, you know, uh, compared to the bushes and the birds and the bees, I am an Ape Man. You and see Akka just kind of hang his, uh, hang his head, <laughs> planting his axe in the ground, and like, but I, I play Ape Man by the Kinks, because like, yeah, so that's what an Ape Man would love the, to hear. The, the OSC purists would say it is intentionally designed for you not to use that in a combat situation, but the fact that you've been singing and you dedicated yourself to this bit, I, I will go ahead <laughs> and give him his save versus spell to see if he is compelled, because uh, that is just it. at least fantastic. Now, it's not charm like a charm person it's more of like a person is interested in following you but um go ahead and um well i'll just go ahead and roll save versus spell he absolutely uh bide by the rule of cool here at wandering monster that's right and that's that right. has definitely gotten me yelled at into some forums uh <laughs> really uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm actually that that's the least surprising thing I've ever heard on reflection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I have definitely, especially even from OSE people have been, you know, but that's neither here nor there. Um, he does fail his cell, his uh, say his first spell, so he's not magically compelled, but he will stop fleeing and he will hear you out. Okay, and I tell him that uh, those bandits of his are just up to no good and as he can see clearly um their big strong leader was no match for just one of our party let alone the whole gang and we're going after this dude who's got these like rad um pearls that glow and stuff and you should probably come with us and uh i promise you an equal share of the bounty uh regardless of your um being an ape man or a former bandit or any of that all are welcome under the black flag of our group, blah, 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 blah. I give him the standard, you know. So. He looks at you, looks at the body that's you know, now finished bleeding and you know, flopping around on the dirt, and he goes, <laughs> money up front. Money up, well, I gave my money to the uh, Church of Zor. I thought you said you put it away. Back yeah. No, we gave I mean, me 10 GP for ham. Look, oh. I, I, I still have some gold. And I, you know, it's fine, man. Here, like... We're paying him money up front. He doesn't get a share. Yeah, I mean, you get a share or you get money up front. All right. Look, look. Let's just say ten percent down, man. I mean, it's fine. Here's just two gold. It's cool. We're we're not understanding for six months. Yeah. He takes the two pieces of gold, bites them, 
looks at it and goes, okay. And I, and... I immediately, once he's joined the group, I whisper in, in not eight man, uh, and I whisper carefully to um, Akka, I'm like, one gold piece for each of his eyelids once he's dead. That guy's cannon fodder. I thought you cared about this thing. I was about to ask you uh, to name him. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll name he never him. named them. Quesadilla. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll name him Laika. I'm going to name him Laika. Laika. Oh. What does that mean in Eighth Man? Uh, it is the like hero's these name nuts. of... No, actually, Laika was a dog, wasn't she? I don't know the name of the space monkey. Damn it. Cosmo. Oh. We'll call him Cosmo. Okay. All right. All right, uh, so after a, so you sleep the night in a local village, and then after another day's walk, you get to the final village uh, in your montage of adventure uh, to Limestone Hall. This is the final village that is uh, on the outskirts of this kind of transitional zone where you've gone from lush, verdant fields to uh, more craggy, wastelandy area, and now you're kind of in this badlands area where there are noxious hot springs in the near distance, uh, letting out plumes of mist and fog that drift down towards this village, bringing with it this sulfury aroma. Around the outside of this village, you see that there are these pits that have been dug, but looks like there have been countless signal fires or smoke fires that have been burnt there. The town itself is built around what looks to be like a long uh, longhouse made of limestone block. Uh, and in, in the distance beyond it, you can see the rising wall of a cliff face that kind of... Uh, uh, bands around the horizon. Somewhere in that cliffside is where this hermit's, or hermit's hermitage lies. Uh, are you still on looking? point? Yeah. yeah. What time of day is it? So you've had a lot of adventuring at this point, so um, it is past noon, probably around a relative two or four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, you all have your sundial on you, but you can tell that it, you know, you're kind of in a mid part of the day. Okay, so I've missed my window. I'm, I, I'm now noticeably ir irritated. That I just assume you've got like a pocket sun mirror, so as you go along, you can just sun yourself. <laughs> oh, I have a mirror. So, if so you it's need a one. mirror on a stick, so oh, I can. Okay. I, yeah, I it's bet, like a I selfie bet, stick. I bet it's like it's Ham like the... has it and Ham is behind you. It's yeah, it's like that mirror on a stick they use at federal buildings to see if you're carrying a bomb under your car. Like he's just got that under your yes. toga to sort of like keep toasting you up under the toga. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, man. I can hate yeah. you all so much. I need y'all to know that. <laughs> We're gonna go in the cave, and I'm gonna be even worse about this. <laughs> I love the fact I'm gonna make these pregens. I have an idea of how they'll be played, and then you all interpret them in such wildly <laughs> different ways. There's just <laughs> if I just... I would have told you I would have never expected a sunning taint to come up on. <laughs> this life play oh you know us by now yeah i like the fact that um alex is from alaska so the i bet the amount of sun and tanning is probably a much different experience 
A lot right, more, a um, lot more tanning beds means you know tanner taints probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so you are at the outskirts of this village. This could be a place that you can get more information, stock up on supplies, or you can just completely avoid it and start to beeline through these uh, hot springs, mud flat areas, and just get straight to the cliff wall and kill it. Go cliff or go home, guys. That's right. I agree. So, I mean, as, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm for it. You know, whatever you decide, I'm there, man. Don't talk to me about this. <laughs> as you oh, kind of skirt around this village, giving it a wide berth. You notice that there's a, a woman that just watches you from within the circle of fire pits, just outside of that limestone building, giving you a very wary eye. Hey, Aka, I think she's into you. She does not seem to be into whatever we are doing. She could be smart, man. You don't know until you talk to her. Yeah. She's be both like, smart and pleasant. Since this is the last stop, um, she might know something that is useful. Um, I have an ability called Lore, in which I have a two in six chance of knowing something, or of knowing stuff, it says. Um, that's a 1d3 I would take, it, or I guess uh, 1d6 with two of them being... Like I, I would like to know if I know anything about her or this last village type area and the fire pits and so forth. Sure. Yes, absolutely. And then that Let's also say... is very helpful for like identifying items as well and, and yeah. kind of it's kind of like the bardic knowledge. So yes. So go ahead and roll me your D six. Let's say one, one or, or six is it oh one or two. Okay. One or two Oops. it is. And that's a three. So close. Okay. Uh, if if you're asking about the pits, that might, would probably be something that your rustic or cheerful outdoorsman could tell you. That's who. Uh, that's you're that's the, who. Aka, you're. Oh, that was. Um, so Aka, if you want to make yourself a uh, intelligence check. Okay, will do. Uh, I am five under. Great. So you would identify this as kind of a maybe a little bit different construction than what your tribe would use, but these are fire pits that are meant to have a low smoldering fire. Typically, you would do that if you're making like a Roasting. signal smoke or if you're trying to keep something at bay. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I assumed it was for slow cooking because uh, I'm fat. Uh, <laughs> well, you, could, you could tell by the, the ash quantity that this is a, a smoldering fire, not to be a low, even cooking, burnt, yet right. clean, okay. burning fuel. Refresh my memory. Are, is the fire going or is it out right now? So during daylight, the there aren't any burning or, or currently to see that there is ash. Oh, I see. So they're for like stuff at night. I gotcha. Okay. Are you still, right. I heard the cliff or bust, so are you still beelining, or are you still pausing and taking this in, and what's your action Is there, uh, I'll speak to the lady. Um, uh, Aka kind of kneels down next to one of the pits and 
uh looks over it for a second and glances at the uh the the woman is there some danger here she stops and she considers you kind of squinting as if sizing you up she is three times smaller than you but she has a very steely intense gaze that you respect in someone that holds themselves with a lot of inner strength Go ahead. Hmm. She gives a. She looks like she's calculating something in her head, and she says, "There's a thinned thing out there." And her voice is like deep and gravelly, as if she's lived many lifetimes. <clears throat> there's a a thing that will eat men whole out there in the mud. You don't want to go into its lair. That's for certain. Aka <clears throat> kind of nods and, and Ian, refresh my memory. Do we have to go into the mud to get to the cliff? So you're not very familiar with this land at all. So you're kind of wandering in blindly. Uh, they may be able to recommend a guide to you to help you get there more efficiently. But you're seeing that from here, it looks like there are transitional mud flats to hot springs so you're kind of getting that think about yellowstone where you have crust that can randomly um you know that you see like uh, little pools of hot springs and bubbling geysers and things like that it's that called hot of, pots yeah and and mud pot and painted pots and all those things and uh so it's like that so it's it's a variable terrain Hmm. We need to get to the cliffs that are near here. Is there a safe passage that way, or is someone who can guide us safely? He He's asking the NP. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, she, she goes, you first avoid and go around, and now when you recognize danger, you want help? Why do you want to be going to the cliffs? Uh, They're there, man. It kind of looks over at the bard. Hey. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to wander over and uh, begin to... Akka's charisma is eight. (laughs) Yeah, I I actually... um, Surprisingly, I don't think my charisma is that... Mine's uh, it's okay. Why don't you let me? Let me. Yeah, let me yeah. You're yeah. more charismatic than I am. I just, I, I have enchantment, but um, yeah, you go for it. You've got the well, listen, high charisma. Fucking no shit, but he is not friendly. We have heard <laughs> of these cliffs. We've heard stories as we've traveled of their, of their vast beauty, of the way they inspire the heart to create. She interrupts you with this dry, cackling, slightly gurgling laugh. And as she's laughing, she looks at your shield and it laughs even harder. <laughs> Taka uh, likes this you, woman. You, you can't <laughs> fool me. You know shit about this place. What are you really here for? Well, I'm out of options. We're All here right. for fire pearls. She stiffens a bit. And she just says one word. Clarify. <clears throat> I'll I'll wait in. 
Well, you know, we're we're plum used to seeing old Igon at the uh, solstice and the other solstice, and by gum, we haven't seen him in such a, a long time. We're just concerned about the poor old fellow's well-being. Um, and those pearls are essential to the supply of uh, various beaded um, items of amusement in the city, and uh, therefore, uh, we, we're just wondering what's up. She relaxes a little bit as you seem to express concern for the hermit, and she says, so you're, you're looking for the hermit? Yep, old Argon. Haven't seen him in quite a while. We haven't seen him either, and it brings us grave concern. He is important to our village. And she points to the construction of the building and says, you can see that we've become prosperous as he trades with us and makes uh, he honors us. He is a very well-respected member, and we have grown very concerned about his disappearance. So if you are here to help, then we would welcome that. And if you are here to harm, then and you hear her kind of like stomp her foot in like a kind of this rhythmic tattoo and uh, a cloister of, of men detached from inside the building to flank her side. And we will make sure that you don't return. There's but... no, there is no benefit for us clashing. We have no designs to harm the hermit. As my compatriot said, he his his visits are beneficial to the economy and health of our city while we want to find what has happened and continue that supply the most beneficial situation is if he is safe and he can continue his uh biannual trips and we are aligned you just acted very suspicious at first and we, we do not to... know you you do not know us any act seems suspicious when you are untrusting hey would it help if i played the friendship it song? absolutely would not <laughs> look guys I, I don't know what's so suspicious about us as he's actively just sunning himself disrobing well, I mean, at, at first you said you're going around the village without like it's the last village at the end of a road like so like go around the outskirts and be like completely ignore a village and then come over and sniff some fire pits <laughs> i don't remember ever saying we were avoiding it i don't but... either yeah. Uh, well, I asked if you were going in. You said you were going around and going straight to the cliff. So I just, I, that, that would just seem, uh, and perhaps. I assumed that the path to the cliffs would lead through the town. And then that it's is. Misunderstandings. It's all, all right. Then, um, yes, that would play out differently. I thought that's why I asked like twice, like, oh, are you really just avoiding the village? All right. So then uh, she ap apologizes to Fossus for the the rude laugh. No, I, his shield is ridiculous. It is fine to laugh. 
um, so she introduces herself as Taresa, and she welcomes you into the village. In fact, at this point, people just kind of relax and uh, welcome you in. And you tell this from like a lot of the interactions with the villagers. They're kind of kind of goading you in with friendliness to maybe spend a little bit of your coin. They're genuinely warm and welcoming, but you can tell they also being at the end of a far road they don't get much um monetary input so they're they're applying very hard for your tourism dollars that's fine i will i will spend some coin to get some information absolutely i, I don't have any coins but i'll play at the pub for free and uh, a, a ribald drinking ballad is there uh, a church of zor there is <laughs> There is or isn't, sorry. There isn't. Mm. Oh, time I, to start one. Can I convert people to the church of Zor? <laughs> um, hey, man, why don't you do... just take your shirt off? It'll be cool. <laughs> Goddamn, <laughs> Zormans are all like the a, same. Licka, like, follows suit. Like, he's got this hairy, burly ape-man chest. <laughs> <sighs> you know, I gotta say, um... The great apes do have pretty impressive upper bodies, chest-wise. Mm-hmm. But they can do a lot of pull-ups. Poor John. All right. So you are off. So after you've been spending a sufficient amount of coin, make sure you mark it off in your character sheet. Um, Parissa provides you a guide who will take you to... Um, she kind of tries to choose her word. Like, she's trying to choose between two different things and after kind of rolling around her mouth like marble she goes the, the, the three brothers who can take you to they, they know the hot springs uh, and the mud flats the best um we will put you into their hands they're and she's con you know thinking again they're interesting fellows uh but they are the masters of the the hot springs and the ones who can get you safely to the hermit's den their last name is hansen they have a terrible band hmm. i'll add that in um <laughs> so as you are, you know, carousing the village and also the other kind of bits of information you get is just how well-respected this hermit is. Uh, he's helped people, like, clean wounds. He, um, he in a, uh, a, when a beast wandered into the camp, he blew it up with some type of magical fire potion. Uh, he's gotten people into uh, very fancy learning institutions in the big city. So this person is like everyone's grandfather and hold him in great esteem. Let's go rescue his ass. I, like I would like to know uh, what uh, wildlife and monstrosities we might be encountering. So the guide um, <clears throat> clears his throat and points at the, the pits and he goes, Dimetrodons. That's the big thing out here. It's a mighty finback. It packs a wallop of a bite and can just gobble you up in half. That's the worst thing, the thing you got to really watch out for. It's got a den in this big mound of earth. That's You just don't want to get anywhere near that. 
Don't be tempted by the shiny things in there. It'll, no problem. It'll get you. The real danger isn't so much uh, the other beasts. It's it's the dirt. It's the soil. It's the hot springs. They can pop like an old boil and spray you with hot water. Or there's some tainted waters out there that'll, you know, make your head all kinds of foggy. So I know the safe route that can get you to the three brothers. But other than that, you'd be really on your own because the ground itself changes and heaves and shoves. So you have to be real careful. Well, avoiding the finback sounds like a plus. Unless you guys are eager to throw down with it. Nah, not in the mood to fight anybody ever. Yeah, friend, uh, if you'll if you'll just swing us past that fin back and take us back as far as you can go, we'll figure it out from there. Thank you. At this point, Handfun's recorder skills have gotten uh, significantly better than what yours were, Alma, and uh, is able to play hot crass buns twice as officially <laughs> with only a third of the annoying squonking sounds. Excellent. Excellent. The big you can buff make traveling music for us. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, got to break in with uh, one more thing. I'm seriously considering working something out with my sister uh, because we spend a lot of time in the car together. Where we're gonna do a two person version of "I Like to Move It, Move It." Um, one of us will do like that. I like to imagine that's what me and Hamfund are doing. Is like a terrible two person version of "I Like to Move It." Hot As you were doing that, uh, Licka looks kind of sad that he is being left <laughs> out. <laughs> I was a base in college. Um, so, <laughs> any other actions that you want to do in Limestone Hall before the guide takes you out into the hot springs? I'm good. Yep, we're good. Yep, we're good. So... You advance into the hot springs. It's about an hour's walk west um, from the village itself. You can see that there are small crumbling cliffs and just broken earth. And the area is dotted with dozens of hot springs. Some of them are like large, wide basins with lots of mineral crust along the edges with almost metallic water. Other ones have strange insects uh, droning noisily above them. You can see little lizards flicking in and out underneath the, the cover and um, shade of rocks and giant white dragonflies that stop and sip at each pool and before flying off. Um, Sounds lovely. Well, as you say that, one of the pools nearby looks just absolutely like something you want to dip your foot in. And the guy says, look this. Uh, he, puts, he takes his, his pole and dips it daintily, kind of like just scraping the very top of the water. And when he does that, large black squiggly forms start to clamber up towards the pole. And he goes, blood slugs. These leeches will just drain you dry. And he stirs up the water and just like pisses them all off and see all these leeches start to like <laughs> jump out of the water. And he goes, <laughs> little buggers. <laughs> um, I love that guy. Yeah. Big fan. Um, yeah, you, know, you think that's cool? You should see the crystal shrimp. 
Um, so uh, go ahead and roll me. Let's see. Tom, why don't you roll me a d6? You got it. That would be a six. Six. Uh, so the guide is kind of taking you up a path and that kind of meanders down and you see a lot of these hot springs. Um, he tries to avoid a lot of the ones that are, are gurgling noisily because he points out areas where the ground can suddenly shift and break. But then he sees, you know, over this path, he goes, now, as we cross between here and this point, I need all of you to hold your breath. And he goes, uh, this is the bowl of visions. And uh, he, he considers and he goes, just don't, don't breathe the air. This basin is extremely wide. Like you're not even sure you can hold your breath as you cross, um, pass, and around it. Um, but you can see on the other side of this basin is a cliff wall where there is a large hut, kind of on a outcropping. And he goes, "This is where the three brothers live, who can show you the way to the hermits." So as you get close, you see that so there I can is, breathe down. I was gonna say there is either you see that there is a misty fog that is kind of hovering and kind of wafting up out of this pool. Are I so in order to hold your breath, I'll have all of you make me a constitution check if you want to intentionally hold your breath. If you are wanting to breathe it because yeah, you're just right. weird, just let me know. All right. Uh, constitution and we're trying to roll under that number that or under so a one is critting yeah i hold my breath for a long time yep I it's all that up. sun energy that you've stored in your in your uh, innards your i don't hold my breath forever but i do pass so and uh, i i cut you off Austin. what did you say sorry um i i rolled a 19 it's not going great for me Oh, this is fan. Should have given up the pipe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what What about you, Aka? Aka's on mute. John's on mute because it's 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Too over, friends. <laughs> all right. Fantastic. Um, so, all right. So then what I'll need you to do uh, is make me. Ooh, I'll treat it like this. I'll treat I'll treat OSE quite literally with breath weapon. Uh, make me a save. So you're gonna roll your uh, a d20, and you want to roll your breath save or above. So it's a 15 for you, Aka, and for you, Faustus. That, oh, it's also 15. Um, I rolled a 19. Okay, so you're fine, Faustus. Let's what about say you, I did too. <laughs> Hmm? Ah. All right. Ah. All right. So, so it, I rolled a nineteen, but like subtract twelve from that. Um, if you want to be technical, <laughs> but we don't have to be technical. We can just like goosey right. goosey. So, Faustus, you feel a little bit lightheaded and giddy, and you see a little bit, some like colorful orbs, you know, usual things for you when you dabble in you know the pipe weed. 
But for you, Aka, as you are passing through this with the others, you're starting to kind of feel this swelling sense of courage and bravado that you've never felt. In fact, you That's feel like your face should be on a shield and people should sing songs about <laughs> you. I mean, truly, you are an ancient hero reborn. Oh, boy. You must compose and <laughs> sing an epic poem in your own honor right now. I hate it. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I'm not singing or composing a poem, so you can say that he's doing it, though. But I, right. I, I gently am strumming and playing the seven strings. I humiliated myself on stage yesterday by dancing and singing, uh, and I, I hated it, and so I'm not oh. doing it again today. We can make that a soft X card. We'll just fast forward that scene. I was I was hoping that would someone would, would get that hallucination and would go uh, humorously with it. But basically, um, you have this grand design that you want to put your face on the shield too, and it's going to look ten times more handsome than Fossus's, and you're going to have a shield off at some point. How dare! <laughs> All right, uh, so fast forwarding, you were able to bypass this, uh, the bowl of visions, and the guide leaves you at the base of this ladder that goes up to this hut that is on this ledge. You can see that there is mud dripping down the side of this ledge and down this ladder, and there's a terrible odor that's coming from this hut above you. You hear like three voices muttering back and forth. Um, and it sounds like they're almost, um, almost sounds like they're rehearsing a, a play or a drama. I mean, obviously as a bard, I'm a big fan of the theater. So I'm eager to hear what they're up to. It's kind of a nonsensical play. It, it's bits and bobbles of things that you have heard, but then there's these reoccurring themes of mud and um, characters that they're personifying are like mud, you know, like mud this and mud this person. It's kind of this uh, this complicated thing. You hear a little bits of stories about fighting Dimitrions, and it's it's like someone's making a fan play of a play of a fan play to so it's someone like, who's a bit someone who's a big fan of clay fighters that uh 1990s <laughs> yep i've got yep. it uh Old i think frost. we've got some some mud men guys is what i say to my i think we're dealing with some mud people up there i think they might try to uh you know do a little mud slinging if you catch my drift whoa man mud people are are like the worst they're like <laughs> Look, that is strange racism from you. Look, you Zor, refer to men. Zor tries to shine his light on everyone in mud. That's people. right, man. They're they're out there trying to cover themselves up. <laughs> they're made out of a soft um, material, like it. Yeah, you would prefer like the children of the urn. Ah, <laughs> yeah. So. Um... Knowing that there's mud people, my instinct would be to try to convert them to. I my literally religion. didn't realize what I was saying. I just didn't want to say mud men. Like, let's just leave it at uh, people made out. I can't say it. No, 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 no. We shouldn't be saying that. Let's just skip right past that and say that there are some unknown assailants of a possibly earthy nature up the ladder, and uh, and head our way up there. 
Okay, I have missed something because I'm just imagining people that cover themselves in mud, and I am lost as to why we're skipping it, and I'm not opposed to skipping it. It's the phrasing. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll explain it after the show, Hugh. That's fine. Thanks, Dad. I, You're welcome. I, I, I am catching the reference now. I'm th- we can even fast forward the whole scene, but um, the... Are any of you hailing these people that you have been led to, or are you letting them just do their dramatic plays and leading them to themselves? I feel like touching them would get me dirty, which I'm not really into. (laughs) I mean, as much as I want to scurry up there and get in on the fun and possibly transcribe their mud bath, I mean, I think that would be a winner, but... uh... Yeah, I say we bypass them. I mean, it doesn't sound like the hermit is there. Is this the hermit's hut? Is that why the guy led us here, or is this no, just the base the of the cliff? These are the people who know the cliffs. And these are the brothers. Oh, okay. These are the brothers? These are the three brothers that they were mentioning. The uh, that was, strange I masters the... of the mud flats and the hot springs. Jesus, I thought that we'd already been past that. I thought that's who our previous guide was. No, he was taking you to them. Okay. Shall we go meet our guides then? Seems reasonable to me. Yep, let's do it. So, who's going up the ladder? Who's got the high charisma? I do. Who's got their face on the shield? Let's send me on up that ladder. I thought you didn't want to get dirty. Well, but I mean, I can't risk an opportunity. I can't miss an opportunity for someone to see me. All right. So you climb up this ladder, uh, your long golden locks blowing in this kind of warm, steamy air. You, like you see this like almost dramatic fashion shoot as you come up. And you, when you look inside this hut, you see that there are three men completely slathered in mud with giant oversized like theater masks it looks like they're over like they're the pictures in the slideshow that you might be seeing if you're watching the live stream Uh, these are the figures you're seeing one of the dramatic masks has that sad emotive face while another one has like an impassive neutral face to with a large beard and a third one has a kind of adult happy um, almost rictus smile in kind of as far as just dramatic opponents and they look like they've just you know uh, like you've caught them in the middle of something and they all turn and look at you and they see like your alabaster unmudded un uh, your clean skin and they um they say oh well uh welcome uh uh we are herrick uh Hill and Olitz and um and the they um <clears throat> write themselves up and they say uh, welcome to our fine hut. Um I love and, them already. Um and you like one the one with the, the smiling face kind of giggles to himself just a bit and it echoes in his giant theater mask and it sounds both joyful and mirthful, but also slightly creepy because it's this resinous sound. Um, and what brings you to the hot springs? We're in search of fire pearls. I, I'm learning that maybe I should not be lying about our search for fire pearls. The one with the sad face turns and whispers something to his brother in the middle. Uh, but you're whispering inside a giant theater mask. It just kind of amplifies and he goes, should we tell her? where the hermit is 
and the other one turns and goes, or him. Uh, he seems like a trustworthy fellow, but far too clean. Far too clean. The one with the smiling <laughs> face just giggles more and kind of doubles over and begins to just laugh how out of his face mask, and it just like makes this loud projecting laughter. They both turn, and one of them smacks the theater mask, his theater mask, and there's this hollow thunk sound, and he stops laughing and he writes himself again. <laughs> uh, the whole hut just smells very strongly of hot spring vapor, and you can tell just like when the breeze picks up all that misty vapor, the hallucinogenic vapor is just billowing straight into this hut. <laughs> My kind of people. Yeah, I was. Um... Can I can I let my compatriots know what's going on up here? Um, yeah, so they kind of like we can even like, like you know, shout down that. the ladder. Hey, it's yeah. cool. Come on up. Uh, so for for sake of time, um, you know, after you tell them your intention to help the hermit, they will happily take you to where the 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 lion gapes. Um, that there is a a section of the cliffside where the hermit uh, dwells. And he, it's like a giant lion's face carving in the rock. Uh, they themselves don't know how to enter it, but they can take you there. Um, but in exchange for being led there, they are taking you there. They demand a poem or a verse from a song as payment. Well, let me tell you about the one about the mud brothers. Uh, so yeah, okay, a whole verse. <laughs> like, let's yeah, see. Yeah, so you um, <laughs> Three brothers living in a hut, kicking lots of butt, helping folks cross the mud flats. That's all you get. I'm uh, running low. It's uh, been the, a long show. Oh, I know. Uh, they, <laughs> the one with the, the, the smiling mask just begins to howl with laughter, and it begins as a, a giggle in the one in the middle with like the stern paternal face. And he begins to howl with laughter, slapping his knees. <laughs> and after it, it, it breaks some of the mud off his leg, and he very quickly slathers fresh mud on it. The one with the sad face sounds like he's trying to not laugh, and you hear this like snort, and then he begins to like <laughs> laugh and, and giggle himself until they're all just absolutely uh, rolling in the mud, laughing at your song and demanding you sing it again. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I do. I sing it again, and then I lean uh, over to. And I'm like, I least somebody appreciates my music. Licka also is like, oh, I was, was gonna kept that. <laughs> they are, they are of unique taste, and I appreciate <laughs> their help. Of unique taste, I like that. Very polite. Yeah. So, after offering you uh, their finest pot of mud, in case you want to uh, slather yourself up to keep away the bugs and the dimetrodons and uh, I'll other do that. kinds of, uh, they they like they they roll take a liking to you. And he goes, if you ever want to give up a life of whatever it is you're doing and make yourself one of these masks and join us, we will take on a fourth brother. You bet your ass I'm going to do that Like after this adventure is over. I think that might be my character's destiny. I love it. Yeah, what would it might be John's be? destiny, but not Akka's. Because my what character is actually um, pursued by creditors. So, uh, <laughs> this would be really good, like, deep cover 
Um, and what would my character's mask be? It would just be yes. like an O of surprise. It's like... So we got, we got a sad face, a neutral face, a happy face, and then an O face. Or like an O face, o face. cast in the, the theater. Yeah, that's great. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> so you have a montage of you going from this hut across various gurgling, eruptive hot springs, uh, and the entire time and every little frame shot of this montage are just begging to hear the song again, and Hamfun's learning how to, like, play <laughs> hot cross buns remix of your songs. Let's get that eight man in on the action. Like, I don't know. I don't think I have a spare instrument, but he I like to think I can... ham bones. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's have him ham boning along. I like that. He will yeah. he will ham bone the entire time. <laughs> Great. Um so that takes you after a very ex emotionally and patience exhausting trip through the hot springs with the three and a half brothers. Uh, you are taken <laughs> to the lion's mouth. The trail here kind of slopes up from the hot spring filled basin, uh, meeting the base of the cliffs and this giant lion's mouth that is carved into it. Um, it looks like it is um, a lion looking straight out at you. Uh, both of its eyes are large and intense. It has a pronounced snout with two large fangs that hang down. And there is a, a relief of a made carved all the way around it. Uh, the mudmen, uh, the three brothers, um, look at it and shrug and say, we've never opened this and neither we would dare barge into the hermit's sanctum. Uh, we've, he's been the only person that's even figured out how to get into this place, uh, and that was uh, 40 years ago. All he ever told us is the mouth opens when the lion winks, but beats the shit out of me. It also, uh, the hint we had earlier was when the lion weeps or something sing, about when that. When the lion sheds a single tear, I believe. Right. So we're going to poke the we... lion in the eye. Exactly. I think yeah, that one yeah, of us yeah. gets to poke it in the eyeball. Um, <laughs> appreciate that. So with that, the uh, three brothers, uh, again, they whisper, each of them whisper something into uh, your ear, Tom. And it's mostly like them saying, come back. And yeah. <laughs> um, tell us the lyrics so we can sing this on ourselves. Um, and uh, they uh, uh, trumble back off to their hut. Trumble right back. Okay, so who wants to poke it in the eye? Um, I've got a sling. I, I, it's not violent. It's fine. I can. <laughs> should I Go roll for, for that? Yeah. Is the sling enough, or should I? Uh, should I use my longbow? Let's try the sling first, and then we go longbow if the sling is not does not have the desired impact. I have a short bow if we want to do something in between. I'm okay, so kidding. yeah. So it the the <laughs> no, sling, short bow, <laughs> long bow, and then yes. Right, right. All right. So I have a plus zero to attack, I rolled a seven. And so you are wanting to plink it in one of these two eyes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the right eye. The right eye. All right. And so you're just doing this from a distance. 
just firing wildly at the eye, correct? Not I mean, wildly, very specifically. Aimed, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, if yeah, the yeah. seven so, means wildly, then yes. Yes, basically. I just want to make sure. Uh, so you fire at the eye, and you stick it somewhere in the main, and it plinks off. Uh, unsurprisingly, the lion does not react. It's a stone carving. Like You don't seem to affect anything behind it either. I want to do another lore check to see if I might be able to reason out All from right. my knowledge Absolutely. of other traps and tricks and puzzles. And let's do it again where it's one or two on a D6. That's correct. Pass. All right. Where are you? There you are. So four. No luck. No luck. You're not familiar with this. And you know that no one else is. They, even the, uh, the Mud Brother said that no one else has opened this before besides him. Um, do you want to go up and take a closer look? Yeah, um, maybe I'll see like the thrush knocking four times or something. So. I'm going to take this opportunity to drink one of my pints of wine. All right, I've nice. got a bunch of pints of wine too. Like a pint is is like not a small amount of wine. It's a yeah. lot of wine. I think drink that's a pint great. of wine. Come on, oh, yeah. Yeah. let's get wine party. nuts. I'll drink I don't have any wine, but wine I am carrying yeah. a barrel. <laughs> So well, I have enough wine I've got an extra you to have some if you want. Like yeah, them, yes. I've got like six pints of it, I think. Okay, yeah, take one from him. I only got two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, um, Aka, you can have a pint. And, uh, I... No, I... no, thank you. Yeah, let's oh, okay. What, what about you, you sun-worshipping goofball? Do you want some of my wine? Zora loves wine, but man, look, man, Ham is only 13. You gotta <laughs> oh, at least water, you gotta water it to down. Heart. Yeah. He looks despondent when you suggest to water his wine. Oh, and, I drop you know, him a wink. I drop him a wink and I, I kind of make the motion that I'm watering the wine and then just give him a pint. Ham, he, Ham can drink with the big boys. He winks back and he goes, If you need help signing yourself later, you just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Good man. Love it. Love it. I hate them all so much. <laughs> you know what I love to do after a pint of wine? Is play some effeminate flute. <laughs> I like to imagine that's pretty much anything by Jethro Tull. Yeah, that's it's basically what I'm hearing in my head as I'm doing it. Yeah. Um so everyone takes a Franzia break um with your <laughs> your wine skins. Uh Rouge. <laughs> Carlo, Carlo Rossi Burgundy for me, like I'm, I'm not classy. Uh, possibly Mad Dog 2020, like a pint of that, it probably. Actually, yeah, I think pints are what they serve that in. Yeah, as Hagger the Horrible says, it's the Tour de Franzia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you, uh, after you've uh, downed your wine skin, Tom, and you examine this carving more you can see that each eye has a round basin under it um or it has a round basin in it uh it's about the width and depth of a strong man's forearm all right so so wine crew is going to start chanting uh <laughs> <laughs> oh wait i could i i'm not going to get that inappropriate just uh check we, the basin about... check the basin <laughs> 
It's not getting inappropriate. We've been talking about sunning taints. Well, I was and... going to say fist the basin. Fist that basin. Fist no, that's that totally basin. appropriate. Yeah, that's, that's, that's somehow, yeah, that yeah. just fits. That's somehow yeah. less all right, offensive than all the other yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, I think that maybe we ought to, well, let's see. I closes, I cries. Not the same hint at all. Like, very confusing. Um, oh, are you going up the fist the basin? Yeah, fist I'll, I'll basin. go up there. So and like, yeah. Well, when you fist the basin, um, it's wet inside. You can see that looking into it, like you're kind of sitting on your tiptoes, that the basin is half filled on both of these eyes. Okay. Um, I would like to transport the liquid from one basin to the other one using my now empty wineskin. There was a purpose for the wine break. Um, so yeah, so you can see like these basins kind of go back up into the lion's skull and as you are taking the liquid from one eye and putting it in the other, you hear this little chirping like bubbling sound, kind of those little bird whistles that you may have played with as a kid, and you hear a grinding sound coming from behind the, the lion's skull. There is a the sound of some clicking and some wheels grinding. And then the uh, door begins to slide in from the mouth. Cool. Um, Very cool. While you're up there, Faustus, uh, roll me a d6. You mean me, right? Yes, I'm sorry. Excuse no me, Tom. Here we go. Tom Bombadil <laughs> Danksworth. That's right. Oh, that's a one. Okay. Um, all right. Great. So the door opens up, and uh, the rest of you can kind of see that it is relatively seemingly kind of dark inside. There's a little bit of a red glow kind of coming down within the mouth, uh, making it a little bit hard to see from the, uh, the outside in. Well, I feel like my work here is done. Who wants to go on point? I guess Akko will go first. Yeah, yeah. Seems in character. Pam and I both light two torches each. All right, so you have a torch in each... Uh, both of you have a torch in each hand? It's too dark in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was bringing the sun god, and it was yeah. full blasting. All right. Um, okay, so... Aka, are you so you're just walking right on in? Yeah. Okay. So when you first get in, it's your eyes have a hard time adjusting, uh, going from outside to the darkness in here. Uh, it, when Ham comes in behind you, you can see that this room is walled with unfinished stones, but the floor is of a quality antique tile. There's a clear path of dirty footprints that leads from inside the mouth to a hallway on the far side of the room. Um, and since you have your barbarian tracking skills, you can definitely easily tell that the most recent set of footprints goes inside, but doesn't return. And as you are uh, looking at the seams, there is a large brush that sits on a woven reed mat just inside the door, and next to it, there's an empty bucket with a big ladle in it. 
I feel like we're the fantasy equivalent of the EMTs who find the guy who's been missing for <laughs> up on the fourth floor. Like neighbors have been worried about the smell. Basically, so you've got an open door, you've got an open hallway going forward, and the other side of that hallway, there are two doors. One that looks like it's been uh, barricaded up, um, and the other one is made of thick planks that look like it tightly fits a crack on the wall. Can I knock politely on the one that's been barricaded up? So... Well, I mean, it's barricaded to keep something out, right? Um, it, yeah, I mean, or maybe barricaded so it keeps something in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna knock Either way, getting a little knock doesn't hurt. Yeah. Okay. So you see that this thing has been, like, had multiple planks, like, they look like they've been broken, and then more planks on top of it, like, nailed into it to hold it. Um, when you knock, hmm, uh, roll me a d6. D6... That's leaning on my pen. That's a five. Okay. You don't think you hear anything on the other side. No one's home, guys. Uh, wow. We came all the way here and there's no one out. Bummer, well, there's, man. There's a, a door on the other side as well. And then the hallway. Is there a crack under any of the doors, like that's um, marble-sized or bigger? The one on the right looks like it could be. So these, it's made um, of thick planks that have been. Uh, actually, I'm excuse me, I'm wrong. It would be the, the door on the left. That's this more kind of barricade one. The bottom looks like it's been maybe chewed on a little bit. So you could easily slip some marbles inside there. Yeah, I'm gonna roll a couple in there, like just to see if you know ET style anything rolls it back. You. Send some marbles down into it. Are you putting them kind of close within where you can still fish them back yourself? Or are you pushing them? No, far I'm pushing them all there? the way through. I got a whole bag of them, so okay. I want to make sure that I get the attention of what slash. Sorry, I'm trying to corral a dog. What slash who is in there, if anyone? Great. So when you and how many of those are you pushing down in there? Oh, let's say three. All right. That leaves me with like 17 of them. I should be fine. So as you start to plink some of these marbles in underneath the door, uh, you start to hear a very, very faint scurrying sound. And then uh, scorpions start coming out from underneath the door. <laughs> Yay! Just, I hate you so much. Like, it's not a flood of them. It's just like a couple of like, like the ones that are scouts for a nest, and they're clacking their little uh, pinchers and and sticking its tail out like if they're kind of guarding the crack under the door. I'm gonna call I mean, them clackers, they're, they're not, not large. They're, from now they're, on. No, well, I mean they're they're small. They're like little Maxbox size ones, but oh, okay. um, the smaller well, the scorpion, them. the more poisonous it is. Just I FYI, I squash them carefully. I squash them carefully because I don't want them reporting back to the hive that there's you know. How are you squashing these? Uh, With his well, bare feet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's see. I've got all kinds. I have of a sledgehammer. Um, do that. Yeah, do that. I don't want right. scorpion bits on my hammer. 
Are you shitting me? <laughs> what kind of barbarian are you? You suck. I'm not um, a barbarian, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> what are what is your class you, again? You you do have I mean, a sledge. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so go ahead and make me attack roll to smush these scorpions. I can't speak scorpion, regrettably. That is upsetting. All right. Uh, uh, we, are you telling me to smash it? Is are we taking that thing from John about not using it? We can. I just wanted to see. We're actually going to take it literally. Stones. Okay. So All right. Let's just see. Uh, I rolled a nat one. All right. So you safely smash these scorpions okay. without getting nice them. All right. So you um, you know at least there are some scorpions, if not other things, behind this door. Um, the other door that is closely and tightly fit uh, against the uh, right side of the hallway. It also looks like there are two metal bars holding it in place, and the hallway going forward is this dark. Um, All right, let's, let's go forward. Let's. We got we got four torches going. And my the gleam from my shield is adding extra light too. So oh, thank God! Your face is like projected on the walls. Ah, thank Zor, man. That's awesome. I'm uh, gonna leave like one of those like Playboy bunny tan things on him, but it's gonna be my face. <laughs> oh, oh my God! I hope I hope eventually it's on his. <laughs> Sword, like <laughs> a solar tattoo or the sun Just imagine if that were to turn into like a cancerous lesion to screw with you. Zap Brannigan, like <laughs> not even oh. mad at that. Yeah. I... All right. <laughs> Who is taking points down this open hallway? I'll go I first. Think, yeah, send the lights and yeah. All right, uh, so you and Ham go first. So the hallway extends further, to, um, I guess, to the south from here, and then it rounds a corner and down a flight of stairs. As you begin to descend this flight of stairs, you're starting to heat, feel intense heat and moisture kind of rising from the depths. You can see at the bottom of the flight of stairs, there is an opening into a larger room and it looks like from here that you're going to be almost like on a like a bridge or some type of walkway over some type of casimi area or something are you gonna the rest of your party gonna follow or are you gonna be scouting ahead uh i would be like i'm assuming the rest of the party would be following so yeah. like yeah i'm hey. following yeah i'm following all right so if you go all the way down the flight of stairs, um, a broad stone causeway stretches across about weight height above a large underground cavern. There are dozens of deep pools that are slimed with algae, and you can see with the well, the light of your four torches that these there's like blind cave fish that swim away from the intensity of your light. Uh, some of the pools glow faintly and the room itself beyond your torchlight has this kind of blood red ominous thrumming red light to it 
most of the pools are steaming and some of them look like they're boiling. At the far end of the causeway, you can see there's another gate with like a round door stone ceiling it closed, but it's been partly obscured by a recent rockfall. Well, that could be what's causing... Maybe our guy's stuck in there. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, man, are you are you there behind the rocks, buddy? <laughs> so are you crossing the entire corridor over to that and then shouting through a, a bunch of rock? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay. okay. So you cross across this uh, causeway um, and... Go ahead and make me a uh, a D. Roll me a D six. A D six. Got the wrong dice. Four. Four. All right. So you get to the other side of this causeway, and you can see that the rock is round and it needs to kind of roll in this channel but with all this rock debris in the way that it just can't roll you're going to spend a lot of time clearing all this debris in order for you to roll this big rock um so you start to shout uh, ask if the if the person's okay on the other side yeah so if you start to shout you can't really hear anything on the other side the 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 pools are gurgling loudly on the other side or on the opposite sides of these bridges and you know you hear this pockets of steam hissing and you really can't hear anything through this all right uh, i would report back to the group guys i don't i didn't hear anything i i did a good check there but uh you know, I mean, I don't know. We could we could move the the bowl the boulder over there. Uh, Ham, why don't you you buddy go over there and start moving the rocks? We'll go on the other side and start pushing. This seems right, right, <laughs> gang? Yeah, I, sure. I can. Yeah, I'll assist with that. Licka just kind of stares around like. Oh, I'm, I, like yeah, he's part of the equation. Come on, yeah, am I? Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you can go help him. Thank you. You're welcome, friend. I, I tell him I just keep forgetting that Didn't the others offer me don't a fucking know. wine skin. <laughs> I, I give him one, and I remind him that I, oh. I keep forgetting that the others are not fluent in ape man. Um, and I apologize. I didn't oh. even know he could talk. <laughs> That's racist. Okay, I'm sorry. Wow. Racist against ape men? Yeah. yeah. I mean <laughs> To be fair, I spend most of the day staring into the sun. It's really <laughs> it was apist of you to yeah. Yeah, it was definitely apist, yeah. All right. So the lot of you are beginning to clear the rock from that's obscuring the door. So it looks like this is going to be keeping you busy for maybe half an hour uh, as you are just moving rock after rock after rock. Uh, I will need all of you to roll me a D6. You got it. On the floor. You know, it just occurred to me that Ape Man is sort of like saying Canine Dog. Uh, it's four that I rolled. I rolled a three. I have a five. We're all over the goddamn map. All right. So 
the as you are getting almost as you're working through all of this rock and kind of throwing it here and there all of you are really focused on your task except for you Aka, you're noticing like there is something weird with these plants that are growing out of the hot spring they're kind of these frondy things that stick out and are twitching Mm-mm. and you know Mm-mm. they're getting a little higher out of the waters and then Do they look a little bit like this? Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they see these little heads beginning to poke out of the pools near you. And you notice that you're being watched from either side of the causeway. Friends, by I think the pearls are eggs. The Anka <laughs> is slowly backing up. They don't seem to be menacing. They're just looking at you very curiously with like these little beady eyes just watching. No, there's a bunch of them. Aka backs up. Um, they are scooting just a little bit towards the causeway. They look mm-hmm. kind of cute, like they're kind of young. Kind of cute? Uh, no, they're fucking adorable, and you know it. Hey, I don't know if your Aka would find them cute, or if he'd be like... Everyone I, does. It's required. I just I imagine you this like burly, like uh, Hyborian barbarian voice, but like it's fucking cute. <laughs> um, so you are just beginning to get this door free, and you see that there are more of these things popping up around these. Uh, did you extinguish your torches, or are they still burning? I like never them. So they're just no, they're still burning. All right, I just need to be okay. Um, it's like a religious obligation with that guy. Well, yes, but you're also clearing rocks. So that's why I was curious how you were going to be. Yeah, so one, one hand holding two torches at once, the okay. other hand moving rocks. No, that's, that's I could juggle those for you if you want, probably. That That is good to know. Um, so you're noticing that as are you telling your, your party about this or are you keeping quiet to not cause panic? John? Uh, I am not causing panic. Aka is, Aka said, I think the fire pearls are eggs and is now backing up and uh, making egress. You see that there are probably 30 of these things. Now you're slightly above them and you're, and they're just kind of looking around to see what you're doing. And um, it looks like you've got the door open. Like I am not going towards that door. I am going Akka is out. All right, so Akka is retreating from this whole area, and as you are beginning to pull away, some of them are kind of following you, just still at a distance, just watching you as you are walking across the causeway out. What are the rest of you Friends, I am closing this door when I get through it. Wait. John, what's your character's alignment? Chaotic. Ah, okay. Oh, so you weren't helping moving the rock. I thought you were helping them and now leaving. So you were. You're gonna he is go helping and leaving, and then he's going to shut the door behind him. I, I am. I am. I am going back the way we came. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say there's no door that way. That's what I was asking. Okay. All right. So you're leaving. Uh, what are the other group of you doing? I mean, I'm I'm neutral. So it says leaving. All right, man. Well, you know, wow, we came all the way here and we're working on it. And I guess it's time to go. Hi there, little little, little guys. You sure have a face that exists on you. 
wow and i'm just taking ham with you um i imagine ham would be as neutral as me and not liking the dark so it's yeah i would i would assume ham comes with but ham has ham's own agency okay so i'm not going to tell ham what they have to come with you paid for ham all right so then what about you um Licka and Tom and um, Faustus. I am going to drink another pint of wine. Yeah, Man, I think I'm going to do that too idea. with Licka. Yeah, both of us are going to. So you're just and... standing there surrounded by a bunch of these Pound things. Pound wine. Pound yep. wine. Okay, I'm just making sure. Like you do. And you offer your wine skin to Licka. Good. Absolutely. Right. So do you open this door or are you retreating? Oh, uh, we might as well open it. Yeah. I mean, I'm all we've, hopped up we've on come this far. wine. Let's go through this door. Yeah. All right. So you slide this door and it opens this kind of grinding sound. And as the door grinds open, you see that all these things that are kind of popping up all over the place, there's a large one that is kind of uncoiling itself that towers above the others. It kind of also has a placid face, like it's not menacing at all but it has far larger, longer arms that kind of stick out of it, and it kind of crosses it haltingly, just watching you as you go into the next room. Cool. Um, oh. We're probably about at time, aren't we? Um, yes. Yeah, I, was, I was just about to say that the, la the last thing that you see as you are unfolding the scene is that there is, in this large, round, natural cavern, um, beautiful murals and things along the walls. The thing that really captures your attention is that you see the hermit looks like he is uh, has a compound fracture and a messed up leg and is slumped Ow. against a wall uh, with, like, buckets of spent supplies and looking just like very haggard and very surprised to see you but alive cool but alive um and so we will pause there as the uh let's say queen of these uh fire newts is beginning to just get closer and closer along with 30 of his brood as you walk into the hermit's sanctum love it cool Nice. Love the placid face on that guy, too. I hope we got that on screen while we were doing it. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Alice, for letting us play uh, your Fire Pearl game. We loved clutching your pearls this episode. <laughs> yep, yep, well played. Um, it was a fun adventure. And uh, Ian, where can people get this? Uh, so you can get it from the Forge of Ice website. Also, Alex is going to a bunch of conventions where you can get it in print as well. And he has some other projects such as a nice tangible uh, sculpture that will be also sold as uh, a, a add-on for people as well. Uh, also, you can get this through Drive-Thru RPG, right, um, Alex? 
is in the yeah, chat that as link well. is <clears throat> that link is in the social post. Yes, for thank it. you. I thought that was put there. Thank yeah. you for putting that there. Um, so you can uh, pick up a copy for yourself. We definitely mm -hmm. skipped through a lot of material for the sake of time, but there is a lot of really fantastic material, random encounters, and other things that you can use to build out your campaign. So definitely worth checking out. So <clears throat> we have a few things going on. Uh, oh, you can also get the PDF on itch.io. Uh, so a lot, you can pretty much get this anywhere you really want to, uh, lots of options souls. for you, whatever your favorite source is, do that thing. Hey, uh, Ian, we played Metromancer, uh, last week. Unfortunately, that video was lost to time, um, due it's to some audio of... issues, but great game, uh, is a cyborg game that kind of blends cyborg and Mark Borg, uh, uh, through is. weird timey wimey bullshit, uh, it was a lot of fun, and it will be on Kickstarter on March twentieth. There's a preview PDF uh, that you can grab on uh, Itch, I believe. Ian, yes, that's correct. Lovely, you can get that on Itch, uh, and Ian <clears throat> will be running games at Hoosier Con. Uh, oh, I just got the pun. Fuck off. Uh, that was in Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana from April 7th or 9th. I will not say the name again, but you can uh, get tickets at https colon slash slash www.whosyergamers.org slash whos. S-Y-E-R-C-O-N. Um, not going to say it again. You tricked me once. Shame on you. Um, so this this show is ostensibly a, a tendril of, uh, of the all-powerful, all-consuming Madness Heart Press. Um, ostensibly? If you, I don't know what ostensibly means. I'm a writer. Uh. Uh, no. it, means, it means pretending temporal. to yeah. basically uh, uh, a branch of uh, the monolithic company if you don't know what I'm talking about you should pick up the Madness Heart Press employee manual because you do serve us now um, so I was telling these these fine people before we started tonight that I done messed up um, generally speaking we have a number of releases for the press every month uh, we didn't have any in January, and then we didn't have any in February, uh, and as a result of my decisions and life choices, we have eight books <laughs> dropping here in March, uh, starting today with Monstorm, mm -hmm. a charity anthology featuring stories about storms and weather and crazy stuff like that. All the proceeds from that go to uh, Florida area food banks to areas affected by Hurricane Ian. Um, and uh, the Susan Snyder is in, I don't know, Christine Morgan is in that, Kenzie Jennings is in that, Al Going Back is in that, Doug Ford is going in that. So lots of great authors. But hey, why just do one anthology when you can kill your editor and have two anthologies? So on the 15th, we're releasing Trigger Warning Curses. It is the fourth trigger warning book in the series this one was edited by christine morgan and curated by christine morgan and uh she says it's gross uh and it's going to be incredible also in that book is susan snyder 
who has been nominated for a Splatterpunk Award for every single short story she has put into a uh, Trigger Warning anthology so far. So you know it is going to slap. Um, in less than one week on the 6th, we are dropping pocketbooks. What are pocketbooks, John? Great question. Thank you. Pocketbooks are little novelettes sold in pocket size, 4x6 size, uh, we're doing two batches planned. The first batch includes Edward Lee's Bounce House, Christine Morgan's Damned Lazy, Jay Wilburn's Failure, which, by the way, is going to rip your heart out and stomp on it, and a little book by yours truly called The Hillels Have Eyes. And those are available um, are, in a bundle or individually. Yeah, um, you can get them on a bundle from Manistar Press, or you can get them individually on Amazon or digitally on Godless. The next batch, I will say, has a book that we are editing right now from uh, Mr. Charles Bernard. It certainly uh, does. Which uh, is is shaping up great. Uh, Lisa, Lisa has been talking to me about it, and she really likes it. Oh, um, that's great. Thank you. It also has stories from Lucas Mangum. Douglas Ford and uh, I think Nick Robinson, but I, I'm going to have to check on it. We have so much stuff coming. Yep. Two more things. Two more things. On the 21st, we have Picking Scabs from Susan Snyder. That will be her second chapbook of angry feminist horror poetry. Uh, incredible. She's an incredible poet. She's an amazing writer. You have to check that out. And mm -hmm. finally, on the 30th, we have End of Days from Andrew Fox. Uh, it's an Agata Triad title. Um, it is a weird, apocalyptic, um, robo-Jesus story with nukes and all that good stuff. So, Hey, John, <gasps> for our uh, viewers who might not be familiar, what is Agata Triad? A Gotta Try It is the name of my first podcast. Oh, no. Uh, a Gotta Try It. That is why I own the name A Gotta Try It. It was my first podcast. But A Gotta Try It is the Jewish imprint of Manistar Press. When I got started writing, I realized there was no place to publish speculative Jewish fiction. And I said, fuck that. And uh, then I did it. So um, that giant list of things I just said, all coming from Press this month. Also coming soon is a brand new bookstore in Central Texas, uh, Ghoulish Books, where you'll be able to go to events and buy Madness Heart Press books off the shelf. Uh, so lots of exciting stuff. Uh, we'll have more game gaming news like Odd Gobs and uh, Morkabians. Morkabians is available now, but Odd Gobs and Whisper of the Dead Saint are coming soon. So stay stay in touch. Um, we have a newsletter. You should sign up for that, I guess. Um, otherwise, follow Juan Moncast on Twitter. Uh, and while you're at it, maybe follow MHP underscore horror on Twitter too. Charles mans both of those uh, accounts, and he does an incredible job uh, keeping people up to date on, on what's happening, including me. Sometimes he has to tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, but it's not just promotional sh shit for us. Like the one Moncast Twitter, especially, is like all the nerdy gaming news and cool articles he can find. It's a really super cool uh, Twitter account to follow. So make sure you're doing that. 
And as always, if you want to find us, you can go to Juan Moncast and get all the little bits and bobs and reviews. And I have run so far out of steam, it's not even funny. But we had a blast tonight. We hope you will continue to join us every Wednesday at 8.30 here on Twitch. You can also catch us on YouTube for our video on demand or hear the audio wherever you happen to pick up your audio podcasts. Friends, thank you so much for joining us on this consensual journey we call Wandering Monster. Before I kick Nightbot straight into the sun, my name has been John Baldisberger. <laughs> my name has been Charles R. Bernard. My name has been Bridget Brave. I am Daybot. <laughs> yeah, I'll play Soar, man. I mean, <laughs> may his light shine upon all of us equally. <laughs> I know. I taints always be sunned. Being being of Polish descent, I avoid the sun for very good reasons. Until next week, avoid the sun, get in the sun. Either way, play fun games, roll crits, and we will see you next week. <laughs>